Well, as a um, uh, person touring with the British National Ballet Troupe... Um, <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> and, then, and then the Russian State Circus shortly after that. Today, we're going to talk together about all the secret sauce that's gone into each one of us as content creators. So I want to hear what you think some of your most important prior experiences are. Now we're all old, so let's not go into too much detail. Um, but let's let's hear it. Who wants to go first? Well, in 1981, when I was in high school, <laughs> me and a friend of mine had a Blues Brothers band where I was Elwood and he was Jake. And we would go to the movie dressed up as the Blues Brothers. And then we got that. some guys that were that had a band and we created a real band and we played all over town. It was really fun. This is amazing. How, how did we not know this about you? It's all over my Facebook. But anyway, and so that was kind of my <laughs> foray into being on stage and having a stage presence. And then, you know, cut to how many years later, about 2015, I started doing improv classes so I could get more comfortable on stage. But what that actually found was that I was more comfortable being on stage with somebody. Cause I also did the stand up comedy thing where you, you know, you do 10, you come up with a tight five and you go around town and you do open mics and stuff like that. And I never was comfortable doing that. Um, but it's always fun to play off something else and to wait for something to happen that you don't know what's going to happen. Doing improv is really fun. I did the Toastmasters thing for a while. So, yeah. So were these all things that you were doing because you were pursuing other things in your career at that point? Or did you know that this was going to come in to play with content creation or something? Like, how did you pick was, these amazing just, things to do? I was just having fun. I was just trying to have fun. I did not know huh. it would pay off later. Well, the Toastmasters thing, I was trying to get better at being on stage and presenting. But but the other stuff was just goofing around. That's amazing. Does it, has anybody else done any of that kind of public speaking sort of thing in their prior experiences? Or do you have a amazing revelation for me? Rob, are you ready? I can see. I'm, 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 I'm re- Well, I mean, you know, I, in high school, yeah, I did the theater thing. I was the drama club thespian president. Um, I was in a show choir a la Glee where we would dance and sing to songs and I had a dance partner and um, went around and you know, entertained old people at, you know, places. And, that you know, that that was, that got me on stage, got, got me into acting, that got me, you know, being able to understand that you can do things like that and potentially embarrass yourself and you're not going to die. Um, but I think, you know, ultimately when I moved on into college, um, one of the first things I did, I was uh, studying advertising and I was doing uh, work at the school newspaper in photography, but I was also selling the ad space for the newspaper. And uh, there was uh, a facility that I would sell ads to. So I'd sell to Walmart and the pizza place and whatever, and a couple of other restaurants and whatever. And the owner of the mall said to me one day, uh, listen, next week, you know, this is Christmas time. <clears throat> um, our mall Santa uh, is going to be away. Can you be the mall Santa for a week? And so sure enough, uh, I can put on my resume that I was for a week in Flagstaff, Arizona, a mall Santa. 
Uh, See, only... you wrote that on the server and I thought you were kidding. No, yeah, no, I actually did that. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, you know, it was, it was partially, you know, a, that way I could go talk to my clients who I was selling ads to dressed as Santa Claus. They saw that I was trying to help their facility, you know, bring in more people. So it was, you know, I was being paid. I wasn't, you know, it was, it wasn't a freebie thing, but you know, I'm sitting in a space with a, a, you know, a woman dressed as an elf and they're, you know, having my picture taken with, you know, a bunch of uh, children that probably were borderline uh, flu season sufferers. And, you know, I, I survived for from the 15th to the 22nd of December before the other guy came back. Because Lord knows I was <laughs> not at that point in time anywhere in the physical shape one would need to be Santa. I might have grown into that now, but at the time I, you know, I was rail Santa, not, you know, not Santa Claus. So here's another thing. Why would it, why would a mall Santa take the week, the 15th to the 22nd of December off? That's, I think there was a family tragedy. So (laughs) I Ah, forget that it's Christmas. It's only Christmas. I know. Well, yeah, but this isn't, trust me, this is Flagstaff, Arizona. We're not talking like mall mall. You know, we're we're talking, you know, shopping space type of thing. It was, you know, we're 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 not those fancy Mall of America type malls. That's a story for another day because I used to know the Mall of America Santa. That's another story. But I, you know, I've been very deep in <laughs> photography and advertising sales for a long time, and a lot of my ability to to go out and do these things come from my experiences on the stage and doing acting. So for me, dressing up. For me, sitting and playing a role, it wasn't that big a deal. I did it in a heartbeat. Kids knew I wasn't Santa, but they got their pictures taken and they got a candy cane and they moved on. And only one kid threw up on me. So, you know, <laughs> I figured that I, I had made it through there. And it's it's one of those experiences in life. Like in graduate school, I, skydive, I went skydiving. It's just, you know, you have to have stories. So I... I was a mall Santa, but I, you know, what I learned about that is just, you know, you can perform in different ways and benefit in other ways, you know, because my, my clients really liked it. I did very well for somebody working in college, selling advertising and making commission. Uh, I was not a poor college student at all. So, um, you know, if you can, you know, extend yourself a little bit and do things that probably outside your comfort zone. It will benefit you. Okay. Okay. We're going to come back to the skydiving thing in another episode. I have no doubt about that because we we have got to hear more about this. But yeah. There we go. D, did you ever do any drama or acting in your school time as well? Or were you were you too cool for that? I wasn't cool enough to do the drama and the acting <laughs> and the singing. <laughs> That was that was not um, not something I was invited to. Um, my experiences before content creation that have that have kind of helped me down the road. There's a couple that come to mind. Uh, the photography that I self taught didn't you know haven't taken any classes or anything, but I think that really helps me. Uh, at least when I was setting up the studio, it helped me tell that you know get that initial story out there and you know knowing what camera angles would would i that i'd be able to use long term without having to change them up every week so once that really helped and then uh 
being a project manager, I'm always thinking a few steps ahead. And I think that really, really helps when I'm doing my cooking live streams because, you know, I'm engaging with the audience and trying to cook and make sure that everything is flowing. So there's there's thinking through it and planning ahead of time and then having that plan going and being able to pivot if I need to during the show. Yeah, very cool. And and that that is very obvious your ability to think on your feet and do the, all those things it's it it is remarkable, for sure. Well, see now I just want to ask everybody if they had drama experience. Alec, tell me about your drama background at school. <laughs> well, as a um, uh, person touring with the British National Ballet Troupe, um, <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then the Russian State Circus shortly after that. Um, no uh, no uh, drama experience whatsoever, and I try and avoid any kind of drama in my life of all kinds. <laughs> um, but in terms of uh, public speaking, so, yeah, before, uh, well, I suppose it was about five, uh, five six years ago now, um, I ran uh, property networking, real estate networking events. Um, so I did them in Dubai, Bangkok, and London as well. So uh, that's what, where my public speaking experience comes from, is from doing those. And then also on the, uh, there's lots of property networking, real estate networking events in the UK as well. So I used to go touring as like a, to, to those sorts of things as well. Um, so that's where the sort of public speaking thing comes from. And that is basically, um, that I, I don't have any issues with being in front of the camera from, from that perspective. I know that that's one of the hurdles that people have is, you know, how to be on camera and just, uh, you know, not go to, <laughs> you know, let the nerves get the better of them in front of camera. So I think that's where that comes from. And then also just dealing with stuff that happens when you're on stage as well, that you get the same sort of things in, you know, live streaming or content creation stuff will go wrong and you have to just sort of fix it on the fly. So uh, that has definitely influenced it. But then in, you know, other sides of my professional life, then, you know, similar with Dina, the sort of project management side of stuff. So uh, ran a architectural design and construction company over here for a decade, designing people's uh, dream homes and then making them. So there's lots of project management that goes on in that and lots of moving parts. But also the thing about that is, um, understanding that even the most you know complex and beautiful house starts with a hole in the ground and it's like just a series of simple steps uh, that you go through and sometimes when you look at a massive big project um from the outside you know you think how does somebody even go about you know building a home like this um but it is just a case of small simple steps and so i, I kind of apply that into to everything really is nothing is too big it's just a case of how much you sort of break it down into for those you know what's the next step that you have to take to to get towards it so i think that that's sort of influenced you know what i'm building with take one tech is thinking about the bigger picture and the steps that i need to take to get there yeah absolutely the, the the strength that you have in planning everything out and being very systematic about it is something that we all are absorbing from you. So I, I am really, it's interesting to hear where that's come from. And I, you know, I mean, we, we all know a lot of parts about each other's backgrounds, but we do forget these little things. It's like, oh yeah, it's all about the architecture stuff. That, and that makes a lot of sense. But going into the the public speaking, that was really neat. I, I had also, we've seen the picture of you, you know, that you have on your <laughs> website of you up yeah. on stage, but it's, it's nice to get reminded. So there you go. Michelle, where did your gifts for the gab come from was it drama or was it somewhere else what what did you do for that am i the drama no (laughs) (laughs) 
no, no, no. I meant school. I meant school. I meant education. No. Uh, well, my gift for Gab. Oh, God. How far back are we going? Okay. Um, no, I, um, for me, it's so funny. For me, I've, I always talk too much. I talk too much. Uh, I'm funny and I talk too much, but, um, I didn't, I didn't do any drama or any of that, any of that kind of stuff. I was just like, you know, the person that talked too much in class all the time. So it's like, oh, okay, well maybe I should make this work for me somehow. And, um, for me, when Facebook live was a thing, I know some of you have uh, issues with Facebook, but when Facebook Live be- was a thing, um, I was live selling. I was one of the first people on there doing live selling because I was uh, in uh, multi-level marketing companies and stuff like that. And they were all you know, doing all these things. And um, I think huh, I was a Mary Kay consultant for over 20 years. I was the original Facebook. Okay, seriously. Okay. <laughs> That's what we did. Um, and uh I was also a makeup artist and all that stuff. So, so I got good at talking to people and, you know, just being able to have conversations and uh, I could sell ice in Eskimo. And I did that. I used to sell flowers in the market when I was 12, you know, when, I, when everybody else, when all the kids were going to the movies. Yeah. I was like selling stuff. So, yeah. So I'm kind of good at it. And, um, um, camera stuff for me was not a, not an issue because I, I, I just turned on the camera and was like, all right, what do we do here? Oh, it's just like talking to a regular person. Only it's a tiny lens. Oh, okay. I could, I could do this. And, um, so that's kind of where all of this stuff started for me. Um, I was doing live selling on Facebook, uh, in my, on my group and different things like that. Um, selling, Makeup, selling jewelry, selling whatever. Um, not OnlyFans, but uh, <laughs> just just doing all the things, and uh, you know, got comfortable in front of the camera. Got comfortable being able to to you know to do different tricks. I was doing uh, QVC like HSN style live selling shows back when nobody was doing it. Everybody was like doing it on their phone and just looking like everybody else. And I was like, Hmm, how do I stand out? Hmm, get that branding. Okay. So yeah. So, uh, you know, I started with OBS doing all the things and putting up comments on the screen and having scrolling tickers and doing all of this stuff with OBS. And, um, you know, and I fell in love with the geekery of it. And, um, yeah, it was, that was just one of many things. And, uh, I'm good with power tools. I'm gonna tell you about my construction days later. (laughs) Okay, that's going to go in the same file as Rob skydiving. And we're we're just going to have to have like a little side episode of the things that you had no idea that the Creators Pod does. And that'll be our jam. But there you go. There you go. Well, it it it's yeah, it it's really neat how what I'm hearing are these patterns of of how you know, you you made some kind of choice when you were younger whether you did drama or 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 you decided that you wanted to do improv and things just sort of tumble on because you've acquired a skill and then you're like, Oh, I'm pretty good at this. And, and, and then that leads you to build another skill and another skill. And then suddenly you end up in a pod mastermind of weirders like us. And we're all doing stuff like this in very different fields, but in same ways, I did drama in, in school for 
most of the time that I was there. And then the one thing I know you all know that I did, I did uh, law. I was, I was a lawyer for a short period of time and did the legal education thing. So arguing, debating, being mad at people and making sure that I won was absolutely part of that sort of job. And I've absolutely carried that forward into every part of my life afterwards. But I did, when I moved out of law, I moved into legal technology consulting. So it was this whole blossoming nascent field of software for lawyers. And I was, you know, a fairly young solo uh, practitioner. And when I started talking to people about how I was using these tools, they were like, you need to be a legal technology consultant and you need to come and speak at our conferences. So that's where my public speaking experience really came from. So like Alec, I was on stages talking about the ways in which I was using technology. This And this was back in the aughts, the early, early aughts, I was doing this kind of thing. So that was one of sort of the tumble on things that, oh, that came from drama and came from law. And then I was doing this and then I was designing websites. And and that's, it, it's just really neat how all those things just sort of blend together to make us who we are. What are the things that you think now that you've been creating content for a little while, skills that you've recognized that maybe aren't quite in your tool set and you thought, I really want to work on this thing. Is there anything that's sort of on your checklist or something that you have been working on that you that you want to add? And how have you gone about doing that? Dina, you're, you're nodding your head. So do you want to take this one away right now? Yeah, I think the biggie for me is storytelling. I keep on digging in and what I'm learning right now is I'm not as good as it as I'd like to be, and I'm going to get really good at it. So that's that's the biggie for me is getting better at storytelling and then maybe getting my stuff done a little earlier in the week so I'm not scrambling on <laughs> Thursdays. Is there are, are there any sources that you've looked at recently about storytelling that you're saying, okay, this is how I'm going to learn? Are you just sort of seeing some of your favorite creators on YouTube that you're learning from or their courses? Like what, what are you doing to, to look at that? I'm going to beat the story worthy drum one more time because that that's been the biggie for me. I'm actually listening to it again because it's that good. Um, I have already fallen off the wagon and have missed about a week and a half of my daily story entries, but I'm just going to jump back on, uh, yeah, so check out Storyworthy. They have a YouTube channel. Uh, and then I listen to the Storyworthy, or excuse me, the Moth podcast, because that's the, the, the whole group of people that do the Storyworthy stories, and they have story slams. And just hearing what stories they pick, it's I'm trying to find that pattern of what's a good story. And what I'm hoping to do is... In, integrate that into my content about home place life. Uh, You know, I moved out here from the city five years ago, six years ago now. And I think there's a nugget in there that that will be interesting for people who want to make that change. So that's why I want to start getting better at it is to, to, to kind of offer that information to people who might want to do the same. That is very cool. 
We're going to be absolutely on board for this journey with you because this sounds really fun. As soon as you start talking about this, I'm like, what is the story going to be? I'm just, yeah, you're already building suspense. So I think you've got that part wrapped up, which is pretty dope. Uh, (laughs) There you go. Is that Uh, that Matthew Dix you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Is that it? Is he does he does a thing called homework it for is. life, right? Is that the guy? Same yep. guy. That's the one. Okay. and that's the one okay. where I've been cool. late on my homework for the week. Oh, that's cool. Okay, cool. There you go. Well, since since you popped in there, Rich, why don't you take this uh, away now? What what have you been working on lately, or what are you planning to work on that's going to build your schools your skill set? Um, I want to get better at photography and and getting more comfortable with walking around with a camera outside in public. Um, cause I'm still not comfortable with that really. Um, even though people walk around with their phones staring at them all the time, I'm just not pointing at it. I'm, I'm not comfortable with pointing at it. People or things and talking to the phones. It's kind of, I want to get better at that. That's very that's cool. Really kind of, are, are the, it, it's really, yeah, really my, my focus. Can't think of anything else. Okay. So does that mean you're going to follow Rob around while Rob wanders around in public places with his camera, you know, just. I can't think of anything more difficult than walking around at like Disney and taking photos when you're, you're doing other things. Yeah. And I've been, you know, again, I've been a wedding photographer too. So wandering around. Disney, you probably don't, Disney, yeah, Disney, you probably don't stick out as much as you do. Like when you go to the grocery store around the corner. Well, it depends again. It, yeah. Well, you know, when I start taking pictures, you know, in, in certain public areas, it just is weird, but Disney, it depends on the camera. (laughs) It literally depends on the camera that you you carry around. It, you know, I started to carry around my iPhone with a handle with, you know, one of those cases. And I can take perfectly good pictures that way. And nobody kind of cares. But the second that you have a lens on, mm. you know, people are like a little little iffy. And then, you know, a while back, uh, uh, a group of people went into Disney Park and filmed an entire movie surreptitiously. So even the Disney security now is a little on edge about what you're doing. So, uh, but yeah, no, I, 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 you know, I, as a wedding photographer, you just, you lose all sense of caring, you know, what's going on around you. You're just focusing on the event and taking pictures and getting that thing done. The thing that I need to learn is that I grew up on film. You know, I spent, I've spent, tens thousands of hours in dark rooms uh printing and and creating uh things out of film and now i'm behind the curve on lightroom and you know i've been using photoshop for i don't know how long but have i really learned how to use photoshop probably not so you know i have no problem going out and capturing an image it's just bringing it back in and doing something creative with it uh, through you know digital processing and and Photoshop that I I'm well behind the curve on um, and I need to need to catch up. I mean I reached out to somebody uh, within our atmosphere who's a photographer up in the Northwest and asked her you know do you, do you know anybody that teaches any uh, Lightroom courses? That's where I'm you know that's where I'm going next is just trying to figure out Lightroom. Okay. Well, that that was a great seg that into the the skill that you're looking to build, and that's really cool. 
and I'm starting to make connections between, you know, all of us like, oh, Rich can, you know, from from Dina's photography and and Rob, you know, we can talk to each other. We can get advice from each other, which is really, really cool. Alec, what do, is there anything that you think that you can <laughs> build a skill on right now or well, or do you just do everything yeah, amazingly? Week. Tell me more. Yeah, l- last week I just learned the final thing that I need to complete the set. I now know everything that I need to know. So I'm good. Congratulations. <laughs> He's already made five educational videos about this, it. <laughs> exactly. So I exactly. Was part of it. That's excellent. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's no, uh, there's no one thing for me really. It's just a case of like I'm const- constantly as I'm going along. There's all, there's always stuff to learn every day, isn't there? So, um, but there isn't like one thing that I'm thinking like, oh, that's my focus. I've just got to work on that. But it's just, I mean, we'll we'll have a conversation about you know AI and stuff like that. But I'm learning you know how to use that a bit more effectively for you know creating course outlines and things like that. Chat GPT. Um, but it's, so it's stuff like that for me at the moment, just sort of filling in some gaps with some things, but there'll always be some new thing that comes along that, uh, mm. that I have to adapt to, but just nothing at the moment that's a major, major focus or anything like that. All right. There you go. Makes a lot of sense. Michelle, what, what, what's your, what's your target? Mm, for me, for me, it's, um, creating an engaging customer journey. Funnels. <laughs> you just triggered Rich. I can see him twitching. <laughs> Funnels. Um, I, you know, because I have to build that for my business anyway. But, you know, I've never really been really good at it. I've been a part of many, but I'm like, all right, well, okay. Uh, I didn't see it coming. And then I started paying attention, you know, to what I see around me. So it's like, oh, you know, like, you know, like when you're driving and you never really noticed a car and then you notice the car and now you see it everywhere. Right. So that's me with funnels um, and, you know, uh, creating a engaging customer journey. So I know I need to create that for my business. Um, and I just want to it's funny because I used to make bots back in the day. Um, back when I was live selling, I was, I used to make bots. And so I'm like, oh, wait, I had like a quiz on there. That was a funnel. Duh. Okay. (laughs) Now, how do I make it not creepy? (laughs) You know, so that's the kind of thing that, um, you know, I want it to be engaging, but I don't want it to be creepy and I don't want it to be where, you know, um, you feel like you're out on the Serengetis and you're minding your own business and all of a sudden a puma is over there and the next thing you know, you got a bite on your ass. I don't want it to be like that, but I'm trying to figure out a way to make it good. <laughs> that, was, that was such a vivid image. I'm completely thrown off now thinking about running away from getting bit on the ass on the Serengeti. That was, that's hilarious. <laughs> there you go. Well, we were talking earlier, so we were having our little mastermind session and I was um, doing my uh, not infrequent dump of, you know, holy crap, I'm not doing this very well talk that you guys are used to hearing from me on a semi-regular basis. And I think the the, the big skill that I really want to learn is how to run a damn business, not not be a person who trades their time for money anymore, but how do I build a business out of the things that I'm doing? So when I watch what all of you are doing, whether it's, it's a project management, it's, you know, Michelle, you're 
balancing all the things that you're doing, Rob, you know, striking out and, and running a political campaign, but also targeting these things. Rich, you are the businessman. Like you've, you've got this thriving, uh, you know, uh, now I'm losing my words, but you've, you've got a thriving enterprise with your branding uh, work and, and Alec, you're a role model in that too. So I'm watching all of you guys and trying to figure out how I can bring these pieces of actually commoditizable, replicatable processes that can give me some, an avenue to make a bigger impact with the things that I'm doing rather than just being somebody who's just scrambling to contact individual people, if that makes any sense to all of you. So that's sort of the big thing. Man, that makes a ton of sense. Trading your time for money. That just hit me right in the gut. That's awesome. That was a great line. (laughs) Well, sucks. I didn't, yeah, I didn't want to hit you in the gut. I've been hitting myself in, in the gut. <laughs> at the end of the day, what did you actually accomplish? And a lot of times it's not a lot. Yeah. Even though you yeah. didn't get paid, but I mean, it's a lot of times it's just really, what did you get? You, get, you really don't have anything to show for it because tomorrow's another day and you get more of the same. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so if there's one thing that you want creators out there to understand about their skills, Let's give them a little bit of inspo to take away from home. Do you have any messages for them about, you know, who they are and what they've done and, and perhaps where they're going, anything like that, or just any, some closing thoughts of any random sort. I, I joke about how many, you know, stupid things I've done in my life, but it's accumulative. I'm, I'm built on my life experiences and, you know, if you're looking to be a storyteller, as is important in advertising or marketing or just communication overall, you got to go outside and live life to have something to tell, you know, and, and uh, you, you know, so get out there and, and do stupid things. I mean, not like dangerous, stupid things. There's a difference. <laughs> There's a slight difference between jumping out a perfectly good airplane and having little Johnny throw up on your lap while you're giving him a candy cane. But, you know, there's, you know, there's the need to, to live life and have experiences. So, you know, if you're young, you know, spend the first 10 years of your life after high school or college and just travel for God's sake and learn that way. Cause that's, that was, has, my life has been enriched by travel and, I'm a better person for it and I've met a lot of people because of it. And that's what, you know, makes me be able to do what I'm doing now and enjoy it because of the little things that I've learned along the way. Awesome. Anybody else? Rob stole mine. He stole mine. I said, go out and go out and live (laughs) life. And and not everything's about work and making money. However, you can learn to how to do something that will eventually pay you. But Mm -hmm. you know, even if you go to Jamaica on vacation, Fun. you got to pay the guy that does parasailing, and he get, he has to parasail yeah. every day. That's his job. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not a bad way to live, but that's everything's a job. Fun fact: For Rich content and I are creators, both thirty-five years old. Yes. <laughs> For content creators and people who are like getting into it, then I think that the the sort of thing that you can take from all of this that we've all said is don't underestimate your previous experience and, and what you're actually bringing to the table. You know, some people might think like, oh, I'm not really, I'm not an experienced 
you know, YouTuber, what content creator, whatever it is. Uh, but actually, it's it is the stuff that you've got before that you're you're bringing to the table that will will, will carry it forward. So, uh, and there's plenty of people who are you know lo- much larger in terms of you know subscriber numbers and things like that. Um, but actually, you may have a vast vastly greater wealth of experience to bring to the table than than them. So don't be you know put off by <laughs> by starting from uh, from zero as everyone does have to. I think uh, you know this journey that we're all on is everybody starts from zero. You know, you, you, you don't get a head start. You, everyone starts from zero. And so it's a great leveler. You know, so it is, you know, no matter what kind of experience you've had, you know, um, actually having to turn on a camera and do all the things and say the lines and do all that. Yeah. Everybody kind of has to start somewhere and eventually grow and so, you know, it's nice to be able to, you know, have some experiences that you've had in your past that, oh, wait a minute, I could learn something. Oh, I could learn something about studio bills because guess what? I'm really good with power tools. <laughs> you know, you just never know. You just never know. So uh, I think, you know, don't discount what what you, you know, any experience that you've had. It doesn't matter how how silly it doesn't matter how big. Don't discount the the experience that you've you know that you've had because you never know when you might need to use it. Just saying. There you go. Dee, do you want to take this one home? Yeah, start now. If you're looking to do this, just start. It's it's never perfect. We all would probably cringe if we looked at our first ten videos, but we left them up. Um, just do it. There's there's a lot of experience you're going to gain along the way, but start dirty, start fast, go, 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 and you're going to have a great time. That's awesome. Can, Thanks, everybody. Can I add, can I add one more? Which what? Is find, find, <laughs> I'm sorry, but we've got to mention this one. Find a group of yes. like four or five other people and do it together so that you're combining all of those skills together. Find your own creative spot. Just when I thought, just when I thought D had it nailed. (laughs) Oh, Alec. Devastating. (laughs) Very, very true. Thanks for tossing that one in at the end. Thanks, everybody. Great show. Thanks for hopping on to our creators pod. If you enjoyed it, We'd love if you would subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and tell a friend about it. Seriously, tell a friend. Check out the video version of our podcast on our YouTube channel, The Creators Pod. The Creators Pod is produced by C22 Media, Alec Johnson, Dina Taylor, Keely Dunn, Michelle Lawrence, Rich Graham, and me, Rob Valls. Thanks. Creators Pod Only Fans. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> the, only, the Only Fans edition. Bow, chicken, bow, wow. Right.